Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We provide fan-oriented and analytic discussions on a variety of animated shows, movies, and anime, currently featuring Steven Universe, Gravity Falls, Star Wars Rebels, Moonbeam City, Ruby, and Adventure Time. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hi! Today, Sam and I will be uh, concluding our dis- our discussion on uh, the stakes the stakes miniseries, discussing parts seven and eight, Checkmate and the Dark Cloud, which aired tonight on Cartoon Network. Uh, spoilers for the entire stakes miniseries. Uh, if you have not heard our previous discussions on uh, this, then you can check uh, check them out at at overlyanimated.com, along with the rest of our podcasts. And we will be regularly covering all of Adventure Time. Although we might have seen the last of the show now for the year, I'm not sure. You know what the way Cartoon Network runs things. Uh, let's spoilers for all of all of the min- stakes miniseries. We're done. We're talking about it all. Sam. Yeah. Here's my big qu- well. Okay, so first, what did you think of the first two episodes? And we'll talk about the series as a whole later. But how do you think they concluded this miniseries? These up. Ep- you said the first two episodes. Do you we'll mean talk- the last two episodes? We'll talk about yeah, the last two episodes. Sure. Dummy. Wow. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of wish that it was longer. Uh, I don't. I feel like maybe it ended too soon, and like I didn't feel like really all that satisfied with it. I don't know. I feel like that's sort of like the fault with these like eleven eleven minute episodes is that you can't get as much done as maybe they want to, or maybe feels right to the audience as they can get done, but. I, I'm like, I don't know, it ended. I don't know, it kind of like felt like there was no point to the miniseries though, you know? Oh, yeah, we're definitely talking about that, right? <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel like there was like no point to it, except for, you know, personal growth and stuff. But I feel like there could have been something <laughs> else done about that personal growth rather than this whole thing. But, you know, you have to, you have to make that money and, you know, produce those ups. <laughs> That is okay. That's mean. Uh, that's not me. I'm just saying, you know, people have to have jobs. Stories need to be told. So you're saying they can't end the show here. They can just, you know, get it to a place. I mean, so the show doesn't need to be in any specific place when they're telling the story. Like that, it's a. This show changes a lot. Yeah, it does. Um, you're right. So I don't, I don't know if that applies to Adventure Time. Maybe not everything. You, you're, you're talking about like when it's like, oh, we can't get the main couple together, right? You know, no, we have, no, that's three of three not, more seasons to that's produce. That's not what I'm saying at all. I mean, I'm not talking about Bubline specifically, but uh, like, it's like, no, I mean, I don't, anyway, for this, I just wasn't like, you know, it just felt kind of pointless to have this whole like thing about this thing if we're gonna end the same place that we began. Well. As Rebecca Sugar says, everything stays oh, shut up. right where you left it. And oh. seriously, though, like they based an entire miniseries, it seems. I don't know which came first, the idea for this or the song. Yeah, but I the song. <laughs> seriously, I don't know, because the song is super general, but it ends up that it <laughs> describes everything that happens in this miniseries. Like yeah. the end of this. I don't know why I expected anything different. I had too high expectations for like things that would happen because literally this song is called everything stays so of course everything's gonna stay the same it's right there in the lyrics of the song um and i kind of find this thematically beautiful i'm really into like the feel of these last two episodes with regards to the entire miniseries i'm not sure why everything needs to stay and i want to discuss that 
but since it does, I kind of love it. I don't know. I guess it's talking about the cyclical nature of the world, too. Sure, and we get blatantly blatantly get into this in the seventh episode with the Vampire King. You know, he has uh, speeches about this, and uh, it's it's like it's it's not subtle that they're going for this theme, but what this theme actually means, I have no idea. Like, what is? I don't know. What is? Why does everything need to stay? That's my big question, Sam. Yeah, me too. I don't. I don't really know. It's just how it is. Is that? That's what we're concluding here. It's just you know everything. That's just always how the life works. Everything stays. Everything stays, but it changes very slightly. Yeah, that's that. That is in the lyrics of the song. Okay, let's get into this, and then we'll get more into why everything stays as we go along, because that is the big (laughs) question of today. Let's talk Checkmate. I found Checkmate to be a very good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think everything in this episode was kind of... Um, this is kind of like the plot conclusion to the to the miniseries, and then um, and then the Dark Cloud is the thematic conclusion. That's yeah. how I describe it. Yeah. Uh, I think I just understood why it was called Checkmate, but we'll get into that. <laughs> why is it called Checkmate? No, because I was... Feeling suspicious, like why would the Vampire King like do that? So just, that's like, give what do you up. think? Of, what do you think of the decision to make the Vampire King all philosophical and just want to, uh, you know, it's you? It, I mean, is are we taking what happened at face value? Like the stuff that happens later with the bucket is like incidental, right? What's mm, important are his I, intentions. I wasn't like when I watched this, I was like, no, he like put his tail in front of pet butt on purpose. Like, there's no way that that was an accident. He's just a kitty. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. But then I was kitty, like, hey, well, maybe. says Marceline. Well, maybe it isn't an accident. Well, maybe it isn't, like, intentional. Maybe it was an accident. But then the episode's called Checkmate. So, no, it wasn't an accident. It was intentional. I'm pretty sure. Why? Other than the episode title. What? See, I think that because everything stays... That it is not, this is not intentional by the Vampire King. I just don't, I don't, I don't really get why he would just like submit that readily. Because he, I mean, he outlined his reasons and his speech. Yeah, I, I, I get that. And I was like, yeah, I I buy this. Yeah. But then like. The Vampire King himself is not the force of evil, which he represents. He contains that force of evil and he decided that he was done acting on this evil. So he took it away from himself. However, even though they got it out of him, it, the evil is still there and it still um, continued the cyclical nature of good and evil in the world. I don't know. Everything what? stays right where you left it. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't think this episode, this, an- this question has a clear answer. I think the thing present, the episode is presenting what I'm saying. Like on face value, if you want to look at it deeper and say, okay, maybe vampire the vampire king was planning this all along, then that's fine. But like, at least we should acknowledge that, like the events of the episode, that this is what this would say. Yeah. Um, I don't think it matters. Like, I mean, maybe it does. Well, nothing think, matters, Dylan. If it goes grand scheme of things, I mean, everything stays, so nothing matters. You know. Yeah. Um. Like. Uh, okay. Other than that, like, so the decision. I. It's kind of. Um. This this kind of begin the vampire king presenting him, which uh, we got a taste of earlier in the series when he's like, "I only eat animals right now," and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, "Okay, he's planning something, right?" Yeah. Um, and uh, it's this like led off kind of this stoic. Um, 
I don't know how else to describe the I don't know, didn't I write stuff down about the theme? Um ba- the theme of balance. Uh that like clicked it all. Miles like, Spora? This it this uh, this this miniseries felt very avatar y. Like especially this, at the end. Especially at the end. <laughs> well, especially at the end when we have gr- uh Marceline yeah. glo- glowing uh Aang and Ozai uh, you know, <laughs> colored, right? Yeah. Yeah, that that there's so much of the a lot of this definitely reminiscent of Avatar. Um but like the Vampire King is it, it all felt very philosophical. Like that that's kind of what I love about these two episodes and the miniseries in general, is I don't know why everything stays, but I love the aesthetic of it. Like that's kind of what I'm arguing here, um, and I think these uh, these two episodes try to hammer that really hard. And it begins with the decision to make Vampire King um, like repentant, and uh, he just he just wants to break the cycle. Um, and I I don't know. It's just it's so much more intriguing than the other vampire fights we've been getting. Like yeah, this this to me is just so much more interesting. Mm. Other parts of this episode I really love are Pet Butt. Uh, <laughs> with his, his autograph, his book. fandom of Vampire King. That was great. I absolutely love this. Do you think that's why, like, he's all into the evil stuff just to get like autographs and stuff? Like, it's like a hobby. It's like, yeah, dark arts <laughs> are his hobby, and this is like the ultimate <laughs> evil. So he needed his autograph. Yeah. Oh my god! It's I love that. Yeah, it's so good. Um, and then I don't know. I just love him turning into a cat, and then Marceline being Kitty. And I just awful. wonder, like, how did, like, was he always did this, like? incredible evil just infect this lion like thousands of years ago like i guess yeah that's so weird that is weird yeah <laughs> but i like it because i like lions are my fave what about pink lions i yeah i like pink lions too dylan <laughs> is this i thought lion? we are i thought we already established that me and steven are like very similar is this lion no it isn't different is, does this mean lion and steven universe is infected by great evil <sighs> he might be but I thought Lion is like Rose. So does that mean Rose is great? <gasps> we figured it out. Rose is evil. I've been saying this forever. I've been telling you that Rose is evil. Why did you ever say that? I've said Rose is like not a good person. Remember you, I've been you, arguing Yeah. That? You didn't say evil. Though. I didn't say evil. No, she's not evil. But yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, questionable morals. Quite, yeah. Questionable morals on Rose. Okay. Let's keep going here. Um, yeah. Pet Butts fan journal specifics of the checkmate. Um do you think you could ask Vampire King to sign something for me? And Jake's like, that would be weird. You're weird. Jake occasionally has very good lines. That was, I think that was a good Jake line. Um, and then we go to like this uh, outside of um, before the Vampire King comes scene and uh, Finn is singing, uh, making mega steakas, right? Yeah. Like bacon like, pancakes. Making make make bacon pancakes. pancakes. Yeah. Mega steakas. Making mega steakas. I guess we need to have the Adventure Time classic song here. And um, yeah. I'm a buff. Baby, I can dance. <laughs> we didn't have that part, yeah. We should have. Um, we uh, we have this line from Marceline. I dreamed about you. Um, I was all always all old and withered, and you were nice and pink. And then Marceline, and then uh, Annabelle's oh. like, "You think I'm nice?" And then she's blushing. Blush, blush. One of one of two big bub line moments in this. And actually, I was reading a headcanon um recently. It was like, I don't know if I said it on the podcast, but I feel like I said it to you, like outside of mm-hmm. audio recordings. Um, it was like that maybe Marceline and Bubblegum hadn't got gotten together yet. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I think but, these, these two episodes give that impression more than any episode we've seen. Yeah. So which, I don't know. It's, it's, it's cause they're all, cause they're all timid with each other. Yeah. And stuff. There's something there. Because in the past, like the, what we're referring to is Marceline and Bubblegum always seem like exes, right? Yeah. And, um, here it's maybe like they've just been gal pals and 
um, but not in the romantic sense. But and not live in gal pals. But not live in gal pals. Like, and Marceline rejects the live in gal pals idea at the end. Oh, so sad. yeah. So sad. Okay. Um, we'll talk more about Bubline and the next thing. Uh, wait, wait. Another thing was like, well, she Marceline's like, what's this feeling I'm having? Maybe it's love. Did you read that as a Bubline thing? But I know it's actually Yeah, anger. I, I kind of did. And I was like, why would you be feeling love, Marceline? I don't get it. Because Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. nothing else is love. It's like, why would she confuse it with love? Because who else is like, she going to feel love to? Oh, no, it's hunger. Burp. And then later, um, either Jake or Finn is like, I love you, Bonnebel, right? Who no, says it was that? Jake. It, it was Jake, yeah. The snacks. And then um, Marceline says, yeah, me too, Bonnebel. So that so basically she's saying she loves Bonnebel. Well, loves her for getting snacks. Well, but it, but it's coded. <laughs> oh it's, my god, it's 2015. I hate reading between the lines. <laughs> I hate it. Why do we need to do this? Yeah, okay, let's that no, legitimate question. We'll talk about that uh once we get to the bub line part in the next episode. Um no, you you've just given up on correcting me now on bubbling, but that's good. So yeah, because like what's like you're never gonna say it the right way. <laughs> let's talk uh, vampire king. Um, so let's let's read off of his first of all. We had a, a Finn um, Thornarm check in here. He's like uh, Thornarm activate, and he's like you're you're gonna help or what? I like that line. That was pretty funny. Yeah, uh, I don't understand how Thornarm works, but neither do I. Do you? So let's read uh, Vampire King's lines because they're kind of cool. And Vampire King's kind of cool. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm Pet Butt and a super big fan of Vampire Vamp King. VK. What do you think of them calling him VK? That's a very Adventure Time thing to do. VK. Yeah. Um, he says, the the old ways, the agents of darkness and a tug of, in a darkness and light and a tug of war in this age, why would I want to be the Vampire King anymore? Um, he says, our lives are magnetized in a negative loop, but we can change the outcome this time. Um, one thing about the world, everything repeats because no one lives long enough to see the pattern. Marceline says that one. Oh, Marceline says that one. Yeah, but that's like after his prodding, yeah. Um, I'm not, uh, oh yeah, one thing about the world. Yeah, what's the one thing you notice? Um, I'm not afraid of the unknown. Spill my guts or face uh, the unknown. Either way, I will not bite. Stake me, I will not hide. The nail's like a temper tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> it's so cool. That's so cool that what he does, yeah, at the end. And then Marceline's like, fine. That's he's, such an, an adventure yeah. timey thing, though, too. One of the villains having like a temper tantrum, yeah. He's very poetic. He is. I, I, lo- I don't know. I just kind of love all of this. Um, we had uh, this thing with Finn's code and like that back and forth with Marceline. The fart. The mouth fart code. Oh, that was, oh yeah, that was. Yeah, was that, no, but and oh, and, the, and when Finn is like, no, you can't, my, you can't hurt him. Oh, my, um, the Enchiridion says yeah. so. Yeah. All of that stuff. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. We t- we talked about this, but. I just, I just kind of love this attitude from Vampire King. It, it's cool. He's so cool, man. Can I have his autograph? I don't know. Maybe he'll mentally give you one. I love that too. Yeah. Uh, hey, <laughs> hey, PB. I can. Hey, Petbot or Petmobile. I can hear your. I can hear your brains. He says that. He says something like that. Look inside our book. Uh, the sacred autograph. Thank you, your darkness. Says Petmobile. And then Peppermint Butler goes blind because he didn't have safety goggles on. Is he actually blind? No. No, right. he just can't see as well. Yeah. Um, and then Kitty. And then they're going to throw the sludge out and then it explodes. <clears throat> oh, there's a picture of Marceline on uh, Bubblegum's mantle. Like, like, her, like her fireplace mantle. Ooh. 
Like, if you look at, like, Marceline eating in that scene, it's a picture of Marceline. Anyway. Ooh. Ooh. So, yeah, overall, I, I kind of really liked this episode. Checkmate. Yeah, it was, it was good. Good job. Oh, yeah. The Dark Cloud. Um, <clears throat> over specifics, then we can talk about the episode as a whole. Uh, Finn's trying to reassemble Pet Butt, and then, but no, apparently this happens a lot. Um, Marceline is sad. And says, um, fighting vampires in the first place screwed everything up. Trying to fix me made everything a thousand times worse. Sad. Yeah. Uh, Low self-esteem. They mentioned the case of the Portland egg and, like, cut away to, like, a split second. And then it's like, no. <laughs> a split second fans like, no. No, yeah. No backstory. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, how many case of the Portland egg fanfics will we have now? I want to read one. Start writing your own case of the Portland egg, Bubla and fic. No. No, thank you. But Marceline is not fighting. Um, she starts singing, what song is this? Is this something we've heard not before? Not a song I think we've heard before. It's it, I, I, I read it as this is like referencing something else that she was must have found, Ice King. Um, yeah. The, like that, what, what's, what episode's that called again when they're singing? Like that must have just I been another. You. I remember you. That must, just, that must have just been another lyric she found on the ground. Or, you know, I, Ice King interprets it as that. I'm not sure. Was it reality, I guess, is the last line. And then Ice King comes and one of my favorite scenes ever. Again. Because yeah, Simon and Marcy are the best. And um, Ice King, uh, he says all of his friends are in danger and he feels left out. Sad. <laughs> I, again, we, we talked about this in episode two, but they continue to have these emotional Simon and Marcy moments, yet maintain Ice King being Ice King and not Simon. Yeah, and it's, it's it just adds the sadness to it, and they just they just they just keep doing it. It's another time, and it's just and um somehow it's like poetic. Each scene is poetic in its own way. Yeah, this is definitely like one of the strongest elements of the show, and they just keep hammering it, which is good. Um, you and me were survivors, right? Says uh, Ice King. He calls her a cockroach and a rat. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, eh, no. But she like, thinks. Yeah, but she can't get mad at Simon. Then. Yeah, I just really love that scene. Um, I don't know what else to say about it. King of Ooh, the one true King of Ooh, aka Koo. Um, he says to Crunchy on his mantle, "Me, me, you look after me. Close the gates." And um, no, you're not. Uh, he's uh, this is Crunchy, right? No, you're. No, not. this is the banana guards because one of them calls oh. PP beautiful as she's like fighting. No, you're not beautiful. You're earwax. That's mean. He is on, actually guys. earwax, though. Come on, guys. That's mean. Why is he actually earwax? He is literally earwax. When did they establish that he's earwax? Um, I think it was. Uh, what's her face? Was it his first episode, or was it? Yeah, like... tree trunk sweating. Wait, really? That was his first episode. Yeah. He just randomly came. Oh, okay, because that did seem like an introductory episode. Yeah, tree trunk sweat. I I forgot the actual episode's called, but it was tree trunk sweating. Because, like, I watched that and I assumed that I just didn't remember his intro. Nope. Okay. Oh, that was the first time he came. It's an interesting character to introduce. I guess they they probably made it just so they <clears> could <throat> do this plot line. Meh. I assume. Uh, and then Crunchy kills the King of Ooh. Dang, Crunchy. Uh, what do you think of the King of Ooh dying? Except not really because we see him later. I thought that was, like, but I, I watched it and I was like, that's brutal. <laughs> Like, that's some brutal stuff right there, dude. Yeah, that was... Like, uh, he just melted. How many times have we seen Crunchy before? Like, this seems like a uh, small like, character to make this important. 
three or four times. Yeah, that's it, right? I don't know. No, his first time, it was like that slumber party with a... Yeah, that's kind of recent, though. It's not like he's this long-standing character. Yeah, so, I don't know. Um, Princess Crunchy the Unforgiving. (laughs) Go fight that thing for me. (laughs) Yeah, go fight that thing for me. Yeah, (laughs) You do get Crunchy voice. I don't know what the crunchy voice is supposed to be, but yeah, there, that's it. It's like, um, what? What are they selling? It's like that. <laughs> yeah, it's the what are they selling, guys. Yeah. Um, we cut to the Flame Kingdom and Flame Princess and Cinnamon Bun are cuddling. Oh, my God. Oh. I never read their relationship as romantic, and I still think this probably isn't romantic, but this is oh. the biggest evidence for – because I think people actually ship this, which is dumb. But They probably do. I people ship everything. I don't know why you'd ship this, but that's okay. I mean, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be together, but this just seems like a weird thing to actively ship. But anyway. Crack. And then um, this re- this reinforces uh, Flame Princess's close standing with Bubblegum after the cooler, right? Because she then goes to help. Yeah. Yep. And um, launches a volcano thing at it. Mm-hmm. And then while we cut to the hot dog kingdom, is that who this is? And yep. the hot dog princess. Yep. We haven't seen Hot Dog Princess little... in like seasons. Yeah, Why we are we haven't. going to her now? Because it's so cute, like that. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely, and they're not helpful at all. They're not. They're hot dogs. <laughs> they're <laughs> little hot dogs. That's such a weird choice, but I guess it makes sense for the show. <laughs> to have weird choices. Um, Marcy. Okay, then the climax of the episode. Marcy. Well, there's a good question. What is the climax of the episode? Is it Marcy going inside? the dark cloud or is it her singing the song at the end hmm mm, i think it's her going inside the cloud <laughs> yeah i guess in a traditional sense yeah i agree um so she goes inside she's blue and it's like okay she's literally ang right now in the avatar finale and then she goes to pink why does she go from blue to pink i don't know love is it she is made uh uh of i'm looking for a better answer here sam and she's stronger than you I don't but know. It's not this show. Um, I she's not fusing, dude. I don't get. I can't tell you because it's like her heart is like a thing, and it's like then it turns into like a black hole, and that's sad. I don't know. Yeah, then her demon heart opens up. Is that what this is? I like the color pink. Yeah, but why does she go from blue to pink? I feel like this is important. I don't know. <laughs> I can't I know tell either. you. And then the cloud absorbs uh, the the your demon heart absorbs the cloud, and at the end it bites her. And the cycle from the inside. From the inside. I, I just gotta say, the visuals on this entire sequence are incredible. Um, just look at the shot of, like, the thing going inside her and then biting her, and it's it's just really good. The thing. The thing, the cloud. Going yeah. inside her and biting her. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, back at Marcy's house. That scene, I think, is incredible. Back in Marcy's house... Um, PB says, so once I usurp Crunchy, I'll have my castle back. And there's plenty of room there if you don't want to be alone. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Blush. Nope, she needs to ruminate a little bit. Um, I don't know how bad news this all is, says Finn. And then Marcy says, I'm cool being a vampire again. Now I'm a vampire. Let This is the let's state our theme portion of the episode. Now I'm a vampire with fresh mortal memories and uh, more empathy or something. More grown up. Bonnie, thank you for helping me grow up. I guess now we get to hang out forever. Blush. Blush. So, I mean, we literally said the word empathy here, so we're speaking yep. my language. And, yep, <laughs> this this miniseries is about uh, Marceline becoming more empathetic in part, right? That's yeah, one so of the, the primary things we're doing here. 
I guess it wasn't pointless. I kind of regret saying that now. Well, you said it's pointless, except we have character. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just like, it's, I guess that's the point of a miniseries. It's sort of like enveloped within itself. Envelope within itself. Um, yeah, it's it's like it exists as like a you know like a like a loop, and it's like everything says, like it it exists within itself, but it also has to exist in the greater context of the canon of the show because this sh- is canon. Everything stays except Bonnabelle cares or not Bonnabelle except Marceline cares more about others now and has grown closer to Bonnabelle, and because she is more empathetic, they can now begin a closer bond sure <laughs> that's that, no that's my reading on it i don't I, I guess so i don't know i guess maybe i don't know i think maybe. marceline i think marceline's harsh view of the world um and her closed offness to everyone has been preventing her from being close with bubblegum is it just Bubblegum or everybody? Hmm. Everybody, but especially the one, per one person she's closest to. Her OTP that mm-hmm. she's a part of. <laughs> I don't think that's that phrasing was right, but yeah. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, I don't know. It's just maybe plot-wise and like in terms of what actually happens, like the vampire stuff, I don't know, maybe that sort of like felt kind of... Well, let's talk... I mean, yeah, okay, we'll go back to that and again. Why is everything stays? But let's talk Bubline. Do we oh. think that we are now at a point where Bubbleine can be um, <laughs> can be explored in you more? You don't say Marceline, you say Marceline, you dummy. That's that's what everyone said to me about Kenneck. Yes, <laughs> exactly, because you are wrong. <laughs> Do we think that we're at a point where we can explore Marceline and Bubblegum's relationship in further de- in further depth? Is this what this miniseries is priming us for? In part, of course, upon doing other things. Honestly, if we do see that, we're probably not going to see it for another season. Why? Because we had varmints, and then we just had all this. Because the show can't focus on one thing for more than an episode. Yeah. Yes, basically. I, I agree with that. Um, you've long you've long been critical of this show for not exploring uh, bubbling within um, explicitly with within the show. Yes. And uh, when we talked about this previously, I kind of said that I think that it makes sense that. The way the show has presented it is kind of unique in showing a um, people who had formerly been together relationship. And um, I think that had its own merit and it was kind of interesting in itself. It's frustrating that it's not explicitly canon on the screen, but they, it's been explicit in that they were together in the past. However, now uh, this miniseries represents a clear recon- reconciliation between the two along with Varmints and... Um, we are no longer at a point where we're exploring, you know, two, how two exes function with each other with the feelings flying all over the place. Two, two, two eternal beings um, who have these incredibly strong feelings. They've now, they're now closer and they're now comfortable with each other. And um, I think this show, if now the show continues to not show them, uh, like explicitly together because it seems like this is the time when we would do that after we give Marceline a period of um coming to terms with things which I guess is the rest of the season you know yeah uh but I don't know I just I think this is an I think the their relationship in this in this miniseries was a really interesting progression of the really interesting dynamic that they've been presented on the show I agree I don't know it's like 
It's I mean, 2015. I'm dis- I'm disapp- it's time. I'm disappointed that we saw nothing. I mean, last podcast, I was like, okay, and now at the end of the episode, we're going to get the wedding. Oh, okay. Um, you need to be more realistic there, buddy. Um, <laughs> but I thought we'd get something more than this. I really did. But at the same time, um, you know, at the same time, everything stays. And uh, they're still at a similar point because everything stays. Everything so why does stay. everything stay? Let's let this is the time to talk about that. Okay. Why does everything stay? Everything stays right where you left it. Everything stays, but it still changes ever so slightly, daily and nightly. In little ways, everything stays. <sighs> Rebecca Sugar presents a convincing case that everything stays. Our sugar, what are you doing? Does I mean? Uh, so here's kind of how what I wrote down thematically about this uh, this series as a whole, and especially these last two episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the themes are balance and um, everything stays, of course. Why does everything stay? Uh, perhaps it's that it's fitting for this show's world. Um, this 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 world is like the ultimate. Uh, everything stays. We've life has persisted past the nuclear apocalypse. And um, even though life is so much different on that show, in a lot of ways, it's still the same as as our world is now. Mm-hmm. So I think it fits with a lot of the themes of Adventure Time as as a whole. Everybody is a cockroach. No. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, the cyclical nature of life and the monotony of immortality, I wrote down. This is really depressing. I feel very because sad. I think that's I think that's a lot of what we're talking about with Marceline here is, is her immortality, um, and it's like I don't know things when you're, you're forever <laughs> life is just life and it's just not going to be too much different. Yeah, death and is, death is something else, I guess. Like I don't think everything stays gives me a night gives me a um, satisfying moral answer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like this, this show is the ultimate realist. Uh, it's like, yeah, this kind of sucks, but this is just how the world is. Yeah. And that's what this miniseries is presenting. <sighs> I wonder if like everybody is like depressed. Well, I think that's like, another thing the, we, we, uh, Oliver Savaz AV club review of this talked about how Marceline's vampirism represents depression. And we we're like, eh, do we, th- do you think that's more or less true? With, um, because I, I feel like that's not the main theme of the series. The main theme is everything stays. But if you want to th- talk about depression within this too, I think it makes sense. I mean, you could argue that Marceline at the end is, is, um, depressed in some form. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely, that's what I got from it. Uh, so she definitely when, seems like not too keen on being a vampire again. What, and it's just like, that's how, that's how life is. Yeah. Cause, so like, what meaning do we take from that? That some form of depression is always going to be there, if that's what that's this is about. Everything sucks. Yeah, kind of. And I don't know. Do we, like I, I don't, I don't think we're going to get a good answer for why everything stays. Um, well, it's like questioning the universe. Yeah, I think it's like, this is just like presenting some weird philosophical viewpoint, and uh, I think they kind of hit it brilliantly. I think the song really sells it. I wasn't super sold on the song at first. A lot of Rebecca Sugar's songs um, on their own are very minimalist. Like, unless you, like, produce it up like uh, like the Jailbreak song, then, like, it, they're they're very... 
it's just like you know her ukulele and singing right yeah and like at first you're i I don't know i was a little underwhelmed by the song but now i just now it's just really uh, affecting me i guess (sighs) it just makes me really sad Daily and nightly. Why does Rebecca do this? (laughs) Why? I really want to know which came first. Did they say Rebecca Sugar's go write a song? I assume they told her like that this is what it's going to be on because she wasn't she didn't write the series. That's the thing. Maybe she conceptually planned it with them. I don't know. I don't think so. I think she just wrote the song in voice. Yeah. So like what are they what template did they give her for this? Make a sad song about existence. Yeah. She was like, "Okay, this this miniseries is about existence." I really, yeah, I think I think that that is a good summary. So, let's talk about this miniseries. Okay, so episode seven and eight. Um, episode eight to me is is special in a lot of ways. Marceline singing the song at the end. Oh wait, we didn't talk about um where we leave things. Uh, Bubblegum's reassembling Pet Butt. The King of Wu is like still there, slugging along. We have the giant lion now in the Steven universe, in the uh, Adventure and, Time universe, and the Steven Universe universe in the lion. And then we have a shot of uh, Marceline with her mom again from the past. Uh, ah. Stop it! My dreams are weird. Stop it! Weird. And um, I, I, I love the ending of this. I think Marceline singing it is super affecting. I love the climax of her being in the uh, in the dark cloud, and I love her talk with um, the Ice King. Overall, this is my second favorite episode of the miniseries. And even though I'm slightly un- slightly underwhelmed by the miniseries uh, as a whole, I think this episode is kind of special. I think as of now, I'm going to be putting it in my top 25 television episodes of the year um it's i think it's barely gonna make it episode two is definitely gonna make it your lists my list and i'm just i'm just very impressed with this episode seven i think was also very good i think that's my third favorite episode of this miniseries um so yeah i really like these two your thoughts i don't know dude it's like i had something oh i kind of wish that this was more of Marceline living life without having to fight vampires. You know, I kind of wish it was like more of that and less of, well, we have this thing now. We got to do the thing because, you know, people. But so you don't you don't like that the miniseries was spent fighting vampires? Yeah, I kind of wish it was more of a. Well, first, what about seven and eight specifically? Rank them. Um, Fine. Gosh, Dylan. Then we'll talk about the miniseries. As I well. don't know. I, th- I think I. I uh, I guess I agree with you. My rankings are two, eight, seven, four, six, five, three, one. I don't. Ugh. I like two, and I like eight, and I like six. You like two? You would go two, eight, six, seven, four, five, three, one. Sure. Okay. That seems right based on what you said last time. I don't remember. I'm really high on these two episodes, and um, look, so let's look at the miniseries overall. If you look at it as a sum of its parts, I think that we have six strong episodes and two kind of mediocre episodes, and that as a whole is very good. Like, I, I was only super underwhelmed with three and one. Yeah. Like we said, we liked five, and that for me is, is our, my third least favorite. Um. So I, I end up with stakes in a similar place where I ended up with Over the Garden Wall. Um, which over the garden so. wall might be the very reason that this miniseries exists. Uh, 
uh, in terms of Cartoon Network greenlighting it because that series success. I don't know if that's true or not, but it makes sense. Um, Over the Garden Wall kind of didn't really have a super interesting plot ending. Um, no spoilers, but like it didn't necessarily do what I would have imagined it would have done plot wise at the end. But thematically, it just hit home for me so hard. Um, and I just love Over the Garden Wall's last two episodes, two of my favorite thematic episodes ever. And I'm having similar feelings about stakes. Plot-wise, I'm not satisfied that everything stays, but I'm just getting really wrapped up in the the aesthetic and the themes of it all. Um, and it accomplishes similar things to me that Over the Garden Wall does, even though overall I think it's a lesser miniseries. Hmm. Well, I didn't watch Over the Garden Wall, so I wouldn't know. Well, what do you think of... So overall, where are you right now with stakes? Um, I don't know. It's just... It's very different from what we've seen from Adventure Time, definitely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like it's almost more on par with like what the comics have done, because it's sort of like the same format as like the six issue comics that they do with like Marceline and Fiona Cake and stuff. Um, I don't know. I liked it, but it's like it's not reflective of where the series is going at this time. I feel. Because, you know, now we have Bubblegum's back in office. And, like, I don't know. It's just, like, we had so much to do, like, in the beginning of the season. And I kind of wish it would have lasted longer than, like, five episodes and then eight-episode miniseries. You know? From, I, I get, I, yeah, I, I think that if you're going to look at this, like, okay, where were we before stakes within Adventure Time? Where are we now plot-wise? It's going to be unsatisfying. I think you have to try to evaluate stakes as its own little <sighs> mini thing. Like, or at least I you, can't! It's hard. No, I, I, I'm just, and I wasn't really able to do that, I think, until I saw seven and eight, you know, for the second I watched them again. Spoiler alert, or watched all your girly. And, um... <laughs> And I, I, it, it took me a little bit to sit on it and have it hit home. So maybe if you just just watch them, I'd maybe go back and watch them again. And I, I, it took me a little bit to have thematically have it all go, come together for me. It's just really hard to separate it from the canon of which it exists. Yeah, sure. Because you see. know we begin with like everything that happened. Like, you know, Bubble Gum's living in her cabin. Blah blah blah. I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? It's over done yeah um i'm i'm overall satisfied with i had high expectations sam and i literally caught up with the show for because stakes is yeah yeah but i and in spite of that i i'm satisfied with stakes i I didn't think i would be but i am i feel like i am satisfied just doesn't sound like i am i'm just really sad now because i'm depressed because everything stays Everything stays. I'll try to convince Dylan to let me write a blog post. Everything, yeah, you are convincing Dutton. Go write a blog post about this. Okay, I will. (laughs) But it still changes ever so slightly. Okay, that's enough. I thought you were going to talk over me singing it, so I could keep. No, there you go. Um, Let me let us know what you thought of stakes. Comment on uh, if you're watching on YouTube. Comment on the YouTube comments. There are a lot of YouTube. Thanks, guys, for commenting. Yeah. Yeah, um, if, I, if, I saw the comments. I was like, what? Subscribe to us for more uh, content on animation. Uh, if you're on Tumblr, you can send me an ask at Dylan OVA, or you can send our actual Tumblr, Overly Animated Podcast, and ask and give us a uh, like or subscribe on there. Um, you could comment on the actual Overly Animated website. There's a comment section um, and other forms of contact at OverlyAnimated.com. I'm Dylan Heisen. That's Sam Quattro. 
this has been our discussion on stakes. We will continue to talk about Adventure Time when it returns, although I doubt that this these episodes are kind of substantial enough to cover every single one. I don't know. Depends which one, you know. Like so like if it's like if it's a BMO episode, it's like, oh, we're gonna podcast on the BMO episode. Well, all we're gonna have For to like say is 10 it's ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's cute. That was good. It's uh, cute, it's cute. Yeah. Uh so we'll see. Um, but in general, we'll be covering the show and uh overlayanimated.com. Thanks to you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash overlayanimated. Uh, we really need to get your guys' support to continue doing this. Thanks to our current patrons, Shayna, Mitch, Cordell, Beatriz, Nate, Andy, and Jamie, a.k.a. Hey Now, Fever Mitch, Cordell University, Beatrix Exchange, Buzz Like Your Mailman. Thanks so much for listening to us on our coverage of stakes. Last comment, Sam. Everything stays. Right and it makes me upset. Why doesn't anything change? In little ways. <laughs> Even death won't relieve us. Bye, guys. <laughs> Everything. Bye. Bye.